This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR through the uh, podcast client of your choice. Uh, Thank you to Democracy Now! uh, for the last hour or so of current affairs. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a little show about cycling and related transport matters coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And my name's Chris Today in the studio, even for a holiday, we've got a guest. Thank you, Michael, for slipping in on a holiday. My pleasure. Good morning for a ride. And uh, Steve, you're your, your, your holiday you're, Steve. The, I'm the public holiday staff. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here because uh, I'm not at work. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking about the handmade bicycle show that's coming up at the end of the week. And yes. do believe this is a, a repeat offender for coming in, but um, we like having this uh, thing where we, we we support what's going on out there in the cycling universe. Thank you. Yes, a repeat offender for a repeat offender event. So <laughs> uh, it either makes us a sucker for punishment or it was a good event, Well, preferably the latter. It's, um, as many people know with the cycling industry, it's a big kind of, well, I used to work in it, it's like it's a wholesaler environment. And you're something else entirely. Yes, we're, I guess, event organisers, cycling proselytisers all at once. So uh, we're dealing, I guess, with the Handmade Bicycle Show with a particular group who make the bikes, market the bikes, sell the bikes. I don't think they service the bikes, but they're usually pretty small outfits driven by a real passion for the bike in all its forms and in particular for a handmade crafted bespoke form so we call them the makers because they are from go do i really yeah and we'll be talking about that a bit more in the show um bit of news and events are uh, absolutely fascinated by this um media release that came out from josh frydenberg about how they the coalition will deliver 1.5 million to upgrade the iconic warmler street bridge in queue plus putting in a bit of surveillance for the um uh, the, 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 the tacking situation up there. Now, we find this highly amusing, don't we, Steve? Because we've been heavily involved with the Warmler Street Bridge Coalition and a campaign to get Warmler Bridge fixed because yes. there's a whole bunch of developments down there. And we had a rally last year where we had Tim Smith and David Davis and Catherine Maltzen and a whole bunch of councillors from either council from Burundara and Richard Wynne, who practically promised that the state government would... Keep it in the budget. Uh, keep it in the budget. Now, if you know Warmer Street, it's a vital connector between um, Kew and Abbotsford. It's not just a cycling thing. It's a, it's a very well-known connector. Yeah, it's, but, all, it's, it's all non-motorised forms of uh, crossing of the river. But how come it's become a federal state election? 
Yeah, it's a federal it's state election thing. It's it's really weird. What's what's going on here? Um, it's nothing like a federal oblivion election there's, thing. There's nothing like a little bit of um, um, sort of you know maybe green 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 left other competition in um, what might have been a safe uh, liberal seat to bring some uh, yeah branding of uh, their their credentials. I'm absolutely fascinated. It's the first time I've seen something like this in Yarra going from a state issue to a Fed. Yeah. They're, Whoops. Well, yeah. The, the whole, <laughs> for, for, for the listener that's not aware, the, the large Salter development is going to affect the um, the Abbotsford-Richmond side of the uh, uh, of the bridge and the um, connection. Um, and once they've, re, once they've uh, built that, it's going to necessitate something to change the bridge. And the bridge is like currently at capacity. But the biggest issue is the queue side. Yep. Um, the land bridge uh, has some structural issues that um, City of Burundara have been um, doing a great job of patching up and, and, and propping up. But mm. um, yeah, it does need some work and it does get the, that side very narrow. And yeah, there's a lot of structural issues. And you so yeah. the, the current plan is to, when, uh, when possible, to replace the whole bridge. Yeah, but uh, it went from a state election issue last year because, you know, we had a th yeah. uh, the rally uh, back in, uh, was it? Before the November election. August. Yes. We met down there and um, had a big rally and lots of people turned up and it's just... You, you, dear listener, you would be kind of understanding where how we're like, hello, hello, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was very, very interesting. And a little bit of news overnight. We tried to sit up and watch Amsteel Gold. I don't know. Um, didn't really get me same as... Um, I, th I, f I don't know if I found the camera work a bit funny. Um, but and it could The just... writing was good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. the writing was good. And, and I, did see, I did see some... Um, some great moves on some hills. But, um, well, yeah. I stayed up for it. Mm. Right. I'm a sucker. The so, women's race was fantastic. Yep, yep. Right. Saw a lot on the cowbook. The men's race as well. You have to like it because the guy who won Vanderpol is the grandson of Roman Pulidor, who, yep. of course, is a legend and the son of Andrew Vanderpol. Yeah. So it was a good race, but also a lot of nostalgia there as well. Mm. Oh, a lot. I think what it is, too, is it's coming off a very high base the week before with watching the Paris Roubaix, mm -hmm. which was something else, you know, like the camera work and all the rest of that. And, you know, the, of course, like the skills of the of the, of the the pro cyclists, it's like uh, that is the high watermark in TV cycling sort of. No one better that does it better than Antendeux. Oh, amazing. They're amazing, aren't they? Oh, there's, there's those low-down shots of watching someone thundering towards you over the cobbles. cobbles. It's like, a oh, man, race towards his destiny, you know, that sort of... <laughs> and the Roubaix, what, they had the flames and the... the, the, the <coughs> did you see the trophy come, came out at the middle of the podium on a, on a riser? And no, towards I missed it, that. Oh, that was hilarious. That's cool. No, but it's just like they give it all the majesty of this thing, you know. The cobble. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was... Oh, uh, you know, it, as we say, it's the um, is it the monument season or the uh, spring classics kind of both both kind of leading into leading into the tours leading mm. into the tours and um, yeah, a little bit more news is an interesting thing that came out. It was initially put out by Nine News about Melbourne motorists will soon be hit with a new road rule that enforces thirty kilometres in the Melbourne CBD, and this is uh, kind of apparently will replace something at forty. K's going back about seven years ago, and it ref 
Yeah, I'm not too sure whether this is actually going to happen or not because it's part of the recommendations in the City of Melbourne's transport strategy due for release next month. So it could be a suggestion. And this is the commercial media getting a little bit... Farming outrage. Yeah, oh, yeah, something like that because we've just, <laughs> we've just had the uh, trial up here in the nor- um, northern part of... North Fitzroy to do with, um, oh, was it, uh, oh, gosh, I remember. Collingwood, um, Collingwood, Wellington, centred around Wellington Street. Oh, I should be a bit more awake, but I did interview the people running it last year and my brain's just city gone. City of Yarra. Yeah, City of Yarra. Not, not just City of Yarra, but there was, um, oh, I just can't, the brain's just There's faded. some transport consultants doing yeah, that. Yeah, that. that's it. Yes, can't remember the exact details. So that's something to keep an eye on. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, or we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back talking to Michael more about the Handmade Bicycle Show. Join Social Justice Launch and Pedal Out from 10am on Saturday, 4th of May, on St Kilda Beach, Bunurong Country. Manus, here we come! Bring your own flotation devices to pedal out, or join a day sail from St Kilda to Sandringham. Wake up, wake up, it's time for action. 11am, Original Nations Passport Ceremony. 12pm, Barbecue and Yarn. 1pm, Music. 2pm, Lunch and Pedal Out. 3 to 4pm, More Music. This event takes place on the stolen territory of Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never ceded. 10am to 4pm, Saturday, 4th of May on St Kilda Beach. For more information, go to saleforjustice.org. Sale number four, justice.org. Sale for Justice is a Tricia supporter. You're back on 3CR. This is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. And we're talking about the Handmade Bicycle Show. 2019. Michael, do you want to give us a little lead into this year's show? Thank you. Yep. Well, first time was last year. It's sort of been done on and off in the past, but uh, my colleague and I got asked to get involved in doing one by some of the builders last year, and we're an events company and background in cycling. And so, end of April, same time last year at the Meat Market in North Melbourne, which seems a fitting venue for something like this. We had about 21 exhibitors from all over the country and some we knew well, some we'd never heard of, which was cool. So it all worked pretty well. So we're back in 2019 and we've grown. So 21 exhibitors last year has gone to 40 this year. Builders from America and Reunion and Austria and all sorts of interesting places. So it's pretty exciting, really. And we also added uh, some of the supply chain to use a fancy technical term because the builders actually wanted to have a conversation with where they get their group set or where they get their wheels or that sort of thing. So initially it was just going to be the builders, but in doing our debriefs with all the builders, they said it'd be really helpful to us if we could talk to SRAM or Campagnolo or whomsoever. So they are there. Um, So looking forward to it. Because that's the thing, you've got the frame and then you have to put the proprietary components on it. Well, that's right. It needs a chain ring and it needs a wheel and it needs a handlebar and it needs a stem and it needs Mm -hmm. a saddle. We've got a really interesting mob called Reform Saddles out who do a moulded saddle, just like shoes have become moulded and so forth. So 
it's it's all the builders and more than last year and pretty much everyone's back who was a builder last year so chapeau to all of them and thank you for the support so we're pretty excited we've expanded it out as i said with exhibitors we've also got some talks going on this year because another bit of feedback from people last year was that they'd love a chance to actually hear some more about the stories and the insights of the builders so a range of people really of of uh, of the builders and um, some special guests, like a fellow called Phil Anderson, who'd be well known to the road cycling yeah, communities yep. coming along. So quite excited about how that'll go as well. And uh, uh, you always learn a lot from the first time you do something. So looking forward to, to polish up from last year with that and hopefully have a great few days and see lots of people there to celebrate the bike in all its forms. So can you give us a bit of a rundown on the range of bikes? Is it predominantly road bikes or is there a bit of a mix this year? You know, is it kind of, yeah. mm. Yes, but they're bespoke bikes, so at the end yeah. of the day, it's about what you want. So okay. there's some really interesting people there. So a lot of road bikes. Gravel is a thing these days. We've got a wonderful fellow who's building cargo bikes, which, of course, has a huge future, I think, and any, any of us who are into good urban planning would love to see all those light commercial vehicles replaced with cargo bikes and electric cargo bikes, Dutch-style. As we know, if it ain't Dutch, it ain't much. So, <laughs> so, so there is a, a custom uh, cargo builder that will be exhibiting. Yes. That will be, yes. be interesting to see. A fellow called John does fantastic stuff. So, so yes, a lot of road there, but it is bespoke, so it's what you want and gravel's a thing, the cargo bikes and some really, some really interesting sort of styles and it ranges from classic steel and lugged and brazed and people who are absolute crafts crafts people at doing that through to some really cutting edge technical stuff and people doing 3d printing of lugs who've come from uh sort of serious mechanical engineering backgrounds and have a very different perspective and a bespoke bike or a handmade bike doesn't mean that it has to be built in the way it was built 50 or 100 years ago it can be really innovative and interesting so there's a real spectrum there so say 3d printing would be opening up a whole new um, kind of like suite of things that people can look at or because um, you know our take on frame building it was like you got a yeah you got the frame set and you got some tubes and you mucked around with your geometry mm. so this is kind of now with 3d printing and stuff like that you can take a few steps further into a bit of innovation or a bit of development is that what you're saying or what people yeah, are bringing absolutely. to the it's it's a different way to put a bike together and it allows it to be even more bespoke because you, you plug in the algorithm to make the the lug give you angle x y or z so it's yeah, genuinely not, bespoke not re, not, re, not restricted to a um to a, a lug set of a certain degree or mitering tubes you're um you're actually program the machine to make it how you how you want it yeah exactly you so need it. Yeah. yeah so steve has a very unusual q angle for example so he yep. wants a seat tube that's 72.4 yep. degrees that's it and a top tube that a uh, front tube ray that's 73.8 yeah. Yep. No, no yep. worries. Yep. Yeah, the machine will make it for you. Yeah. yeah, so that's really interesting. But then yeah. at the other end of the scale with the classic lugs, you've got guys like Daryl McCulloch, who's Llewellyn, who does these yes. extraordinary polished stainless steel yep. lugs. I shudder to think how many hours he spends on one. I mean, if yeah. he charged what it was worth, he'd be he'd be a millionaire, and we couldn't <laughs> afford them. But they are exquisite. So yeah. all these different points of the compass, but they're all fantastic. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was thinking with like Llewellyn 
um, uh, many of us have been dribbling over his um, website for years going, one day my <laughs> ship will come in and I'll be able to get one of these in this particular colour. But it's like, oh, well, it's someone else's dream. But it's lovely knowing that some, you know, this, is, this capacity in this craft, craftsmanship, artisan sort of thing is out there and it's, you know, reasonably accessible. Yeah. And inspiring yeah. other builders yes. that might be able to um, step up their game to, to try and build something the same to keep that level of crafter alive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. still still chromo frames that are 30 years old and older that are still out there being ridden um, <laughs> that mm-hmm. there's no reason why they can't be, you know, someone can't have a bike built that was built the same way, you know, 30, 40 years ago that will be still ridden in yeah. another 30, 40 years when they... When they get it. Well, I've got some frames which are practically, you know, older stuff, turn of the turn of last century, nineteen twenties, which, for yeah. what a bit of phrase, I reckon the metallurgy in it's um, basically water pipe. Yeah, but the that, geometry's really good. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> so, basic, yeah. but it's still if it's not pushed beyond its design limit, it'll you, you still keep riding yeah. Grandad's bike. But yeah. I think you're right. There's a, sort of a couple of things to that, and the first is that all of the builders getting together found it great. There's a lot of mentoring and sharing of mm. ideas and practical and emotional support, if you like, which I think you need if you're a one or two person outfit yeah. in a in a workshop somewhere. It can get a bit isolating at times. So the chance for everyone to get together and one of the high points last year was we all went out for dinner one night and just everyone talking to everyone as colleagues and compatriots, not as competitors. So that sort of mutual support thing. And then the other one is that they're doing these great products, but marketing's hard. So the purpose of the Handmade Bicycle Show is to let the the world of, of bike riders know that there's this whole other dimension of bikes out there. And, you know, the latest carbon fibre is a wonderful thing, but some people want something that's a bit different as well. And so this is a way for them to, to talk to their potential customers and just to promote that whole world as well. Yeah, to just bring in a, a bit of a, a pretty... Um a rough comparison, how much someone would drop on the car of their dreams as opposed to the car or the bike of their dreams. Now, all of us have got, you know, different arm lengths, different torso lengths, different leg lengths, different musculoskeletal things that me, we may want in a bike. And you could go to a custom frame builder and buy some, or, you know, get something comparable, but like 10% of like, you know, uh, whatever, you know, Aston Martin, whatever, you know, not even near 10%, but what mm. you can get for price per thing going to a custom frame build if you, if, if you desire this is amazing that something that's built for you. Because, you know, most of the bikes, or well, all the bikes we virtually get from shops, they're all set to a certain geometry. They're relaxed or yeah, the, road or... They, they come out of it. They, they, they're all sort of, you know, a, a little bit, and literally with carbon fibre, stamped out of a mould. They're... Um, you can only get so much variation, mm. um, and mm. if you vary from the average enough, you start to uh, compromise the way it fits and feels and rides. Or if you're at the, you know, the shorter or taller end of the spectrum, that's where you're going to start to struggle. Yeah, well, <clears throat> that's a big thing with uh, uh, people of my height and shorter, is trying to find something like okay, say you're going to get into um, bike packing. Trying to find something that will fit a frame bag when you're, mm. you know, you're, you're you're starting off with a frame size, which is, you know, like my road bike. If, if I wanted to set it up like that, it's 40, 42 centimeters. How do you fit a frame bag in that? No, you're mm. going back to panniers. But you, you know, this is the sort of thing where you have um, with these custom frame builders. 
opportunities. Is there any real standouts this year, Michael, that you've seen, or not sort of standouts, but something that's really intrigued you or something new with the exhibitors? <laughs> well, I'm not going to preference one over the other because no, they're all couch. wonderful. Yeah, they're all wonderful. <laughs> to go back to your earlier point, though, I think mm. it's like a suit. The off-the-rack suit will suit, pardon the pun, a lot of people but not everyone. And if you're a particular or an unusual morphology, then Bespoke's a fantastic option. And sometimes people just want to express themselves differently or get a classic steel bike or whatever. So they're all part of that sort of rich tapestry of, of bikes, isn't it? And they're all wonderful in their own way. In terms of, of standouts, um, this will sound like a political answer, but I'm in awe of them all, really. They're, they're incredible at what they do. They're passionate about it. You know, they're making choices that are about love and, and what they really care about as opposed to what's going to put the Aston Martin in their driveway, which chapeau to them for that. You know, that's what life should be about, what you're really driven and, and passionate about, I guess. So um, I guess I'm excited to see old friends and excited to make new ones with some of the new exhibitors are there as well. And uh, my biggest challenge is that I want to take them all home. Oh, so <laughs> going to need a bigger shed yeah, <laughs> and a so, bigger boat. Yeah. So we've got a fair range of Australian exhibitors. I mean, saying we've got some overseas exhibitors as well. So uh, can you just reel off some names? I know you're being very, very, you know, kind of balanced because ev ev you know everyone in this is amazing. They've made, you know, they've got here. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, well, look, the, the full exhibitor list because there's forty odd there mm. would take a while. And if you go to handmadebicycleshow.cc, you can see the lot. But yep. There's, you know, there's one fellow who basically has his workshop in the back of a van and is peripatetic, which I think is kind of cool, and someone from Reunion. And then, uh, you know, the, the iconic and oldest of the frame builders there of the local lot is Daryl, who I think has been going since 1988. And then we've got a fellow coming out from Austria, I think it is, which is fantastic, who's been going since 84. So, wow. I know. So there's these people who've been in the industry forever, and I think... A lot of the newer builders, the guys like Mark from Prover or Ben from Bastion or, or whomsoever it is, is going to be quite excited to meet some of the, the, the legends, really, of, of the game. And sadly, we lost uh, last year Dario Pegaretti, who was probably mm -hmm. the, the grandfather of everyone of it, although I understand his family wants to continue with the business, so I'll be excited to see what happens there. But uh, I think sort of the, the old... The old legends and the new guys and girls getting together is is one of the highlights as well and and the fact that people overseas are paying attention yes. so that we've got uh, and some some totally outrageously good names like the lost workshop you know i want to find that one that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool and and the guys from stomper and and so on and so forth and then some really interesting wheel builders as well so there's a, a lot of different ways to put a wheel on your bike it seems as well mm. so i've been interested to learn a bit more about that too and then the rise of gravel as well you know oh, gravel bikes yeah. a lot of fun i was riding in here this morning and uh i was really tempted to take a left turn and on some gravel that i hadn't seen before <laughs> alongside the yarra but uh i thought i'd better get here in one piece yeah, yeah so um about the actual show itself it's going to be on at the meat market at north melbourne and um, can you just roll us through? There's a couple of sessions. There's opening night, and it's over the weekend, and there's costs involved. So we just want to roll through that. Yep. So Friday to Sunday. Friday night is uh, opening night gala. You get a beer or a booze on your entry. So that's 6 till 10. So it's a very social after work thing. 10 till 6 on Saturday and 10 to 4 on Sunday. 
talks as well all through Saturday and Sunday. It's uh, 30 bucks on Friday night, which also gets your beer, and it's 25 on Saturday and Sunday, and then there's concession prices and kids are free and so forth as well. Excellent. Because uh, you can find out all the details by going to Handmade Bicycle Show, that's all one word, dot cc. That's the one. And, uh, and also you can make bookings through the uh, website as well. You've got that portal set up. Yep. yep. And uh, notice that, where was I looking at? Um, opening night is limited to 750 tickets. Yes, so. and there's not so many left. So if you want to oh. come on Friday, buy them in advance. And Excellent. is there uh, bike, bicycle parking? Yes, there is, Excellent. of course. <laughs> oh, I've just noticed something. You've got to make as and builders ride. Yes, Sunday morning. Is, so, that, is that invite only or you better no, book for that? No, everyone can just rock up, mm-hmm. uh, starting at MAP, which is just down the road. That's yep. MAP, the clothing people who are very close to the meat market now at their, their little outlet. I shouldn't say little, it's a great space. So um, roll out and have a ride with some of the makers, you know, guys like Darren Baum and so forth. And I believe Phil Anderson will be joining that ride as well. So it'd be a great chance to have a, a one-on-one chat and check out the bikes while you have a pedal. Mm, Baum, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, you, your eyes lit up there, didn't you? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice indeed. So, ah, uh, what what would be your kind of like, uh, please come to the show and enrich your, you know, perception of what's out there in the cycling universe? Would that, you know, what? I couldn't have put it better myself. I think <laughs> the whole thing is we want to celebrate the bike in all its forms and, and we think cycling is the answer. doesn't matter what the question is, it's the answer. So come along and see some of the best stuff and just enjoy the the physical and mental well-being it's good for yourself it's good for the city and it's good for the world get on your bike it'll be uh, definitely interesting to see the uh, diversity there um yes that's what well, i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to this too hang on i'm just going to do this magical thing <laughs> Okay, a little bit of news and events. Did you know that our Radiothon's coming up from the 3rd to the 16th of June? Now, last year we made over our Radiothon target and I profusely thanked everyone at the time for several months afterwards and I will keep doing that because um, all of us, you know, Val, Faith and um, Steve, we all did a fantastic job last year, but the biggest job at all was done by our beautiful listeners who subscribed and donated to the show. So... Um, ensure that uh, with Radiothon coming up that uh, you kind of, you know, if you have to put in a savings plan, get to it now. You've got about a month and a half to get to that and um, help us and Radiothon, or should say, not Radiothon, 3CR stay on air because um, the show doesn't, you know, the, the show, the station, whatever, does not receive government funding. It's all organic, straight from you, the listener. It is Yep, truly independent. Radical radio. Ah, anything you want to say in closing today, Michael? Get on your bike and enjoy the day out and we hope to see you at the show. Fantastic. Okay, that's all I've got for today, or I should say all three of us. It's, a, it's great having us um, a full studio. The uh, podcast should be up later today on 3cr.org.au and our mirror site on uh, yarrabug.org forward slash radio. And don't forget to uh, subscribe or donate to this show and 3CR. Enjoy your Easter Monday.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.